Coming at you live from the KTSW studios in San Marcos, Texas, this is Bobcat Radio. Hello, everyone. Happy, happy Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in to this Wednesday episode of Bobcat Radio. My, I, my name is Kayla Guillory. I'm your host for today. And I am joined alongside my co-host, ja- uh, Kobe Jackson and Justin Brown on the board. We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. We're going to get into some baseball. They played last night. Then we're going to talk about some NBA um, and then maybe wrap up the show with some NFL draft talk. But before we get on to fun stuff, we're going to head over to Kobe to read some of the ad. Twin Peaks Restaurant and Sports Bar is a sponsor of this broadcast of Bobcat Radio, located on northbound Frontridge Road of I-35 and Guadalupe Street in San Marcos. Twin Peaks has bites, wings, burgers, sandwiches, and more. Info and menu at TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Okay, guys, like I mentioned in the beginning, baseball played last night. They had an unfortunate loss against the I-35 rivals, UTSA. But I'm going to shoot over to you, Kobe, to hear your first thoughts. You know, uh, I was I was being able to listen to that game, and I was wat- watching the box score. You know, it was kind of like a repeat of what we saw uh, when they previously played them here in San Marcos. You know, it was, you know, 14 to 5, and then, you know, they have a little 12, uh, 14 to 12 at the end of the game. But this time, this was a lot different. So, Bobcats, you know, came out strong. You know, John uh, Dalton Shuffield being absolutely all he could, he uh, went three for five, you know, on a home run and a double. And then Ben McClain went three for four, also a home run as well. But the main story of this this game was mostly their their bullpen, and we kind of been discussing that kind of all year that you know they're young, they're you know trying to improve. But honestly, that's kind of where this game was, and you know honestly, I think you know every single time we get a chance to cover them, you know we always you know want improvement out of them. So, um, but other than that, you know baseball is baseball. You know you have you know a loss is a loss. You know, but um, honestly, if you look at the box score. It was different from the way the other game went. So uh, let's hope they can bounce back because they have another conference series going on. So let's see. Let's see where they can go for. Yeah. You know, Kobe, the things I have to bring up when it comes to this baseball game is I looked at that bullpen rotation. I saw 16 different pitchers play in that game. Eight from UTSA, eight from Texas State. And. The reason why is because look at this game. It's an offensive blowout. If you look mm-hmm. at the beginning of the game, Tra- uh, Travis Sundren, you know, you're allowing f- five runs in the bottom of that first inning. That is giving UTSA the fire start they need to stay mm-hmm. hot in a game. And you got to have timely hitting and you got to have timely pitching as well. And that is not how you want to start a game off at all, correct? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, if and also I have to give some credit to Austin Smith. He was in that bullpen rotation. He had two mm-hmm. innings played. He had three strikeouts. It's usually what you see from your closer. But he's providing that in the middle of the game, a game that was seemed to be out of grasp offensively for the Bobcats mm-hmm. as, you know, a blowout does not occur like that often. And also, you know, you have to see in, later in the game, sixth in, in the sixth, the bottom of the sixth bottom inning, and you're allowing sixth. UTSA mm-hmm. to score eight runs like that. Um, you know, that's, that's irresponsible for a team to allow. Um, but, you know, I know these Bobcats are going to learn from that and they'll come oh, out a lot harder, especially in this next series. But Kayla, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I was just kind of shocked because we played them last Tuesday. 
and it wasn't a blowout win. We only lost by, I mean, we won by two. So um, it was just unfortunate to see that. I feel like they got complacent. They got lazy, kind of like careless. Because mm-hmm. um, like you said, in the bottom of like an inning, they had like eight runs and they came back in the game. Um, it's just very unfortunate. But you know what? Hopefully they can put this behind them because they have a series coming up um, this weekend against South Alabama starting Friday uh, here at home in San Marcos Bobcat Ballpark at 6 p.m. Um, yeah, and I'm going to head over to Justin to give a little update about golf. Oh, yeah. Our Texas State golf team, I just wanted to give some recognition to the men's golf team. You know, we want to recognize as many Texas State sports as possible. And uh, the Texas State men's golf team just finished their Sunbelt Championship appearance, and they finished 7th out of 12. Now, I know that is not the most star-stellar finish for the Bobcats, but we have to give them recognition. But one player I have to give recognition to, one Texas State athlete, is Evan White. He is the 2022 Sunbelt Conference Individual Champion of the year for that Sunbelt Conference tournament. Now, it just, you know, really, I think that overall as a team, we may have not seen the most success on the golf team, but I think Evan White definitely deserves this recognition, and I'm glad that Texas State athletes are getting the recognition, especially when we look at the track team with, you know, Alyssa Wilson and we see Dominic Yancey. But, you know, it's just, I'm just so glad that these Texas State athletes are getting the recognition they deserve. I agree. And we're going to go back over to Kobe to give a preview of this upcoming series for baseball. So uh, this upcoming series for baseball, they will be playing South Alabama here in San Marcos, in San Marcos, Texas. It will be a three-game series, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So uh, I'm for me, I'm looking forward to this series because it's another, you know, another conference series, another chance for the Bobcats to prove themselves because they're sitting currently they're sitting number one in Sunbelt Conference right now. Right behind them is Georgia Southern, and you know we all we all know what happened in the Georgia Southern series. To me, that was their best, you know, conference competition out of this whole season so far. But I'm looking forward to them getting some more wins under their belt because honestly, this team is locked and loaded. But like you said, but like we've said, they've had a lot of questioning in their bullpen now because of you know the fact that they've given up these types of these types of runs. You know, and considering the fact that you know they're just coming off another conference series against Little Rock, you know, obviously that 30 to four. Uh, victory that you know we all recognize and stuff the most and stuff now their bullpens in questioning because of the game that happened last night so uh but uh, nonetheless i'm looking forward to this another conference series and maybe hop maybe a sweep if all possible yeah you know we want to see a sweep definitely especially when this team is coming off of a nine game win streak we see actually both programs hex day baseball and softball softball still on that nine game win streak now the bobcats the big thing uh the baseball team is just if you're on a nine game win streak and you go to utsa complacency is obviously an issue for most programs if you're winning every game and game and game again you don't question the game that you're going to play but rivals are utsa and that's what they are here at texas state and you know that rivalry runs thick and we saw that in that game and you just you have to prevent that inconsistency especially in the bullpen if you want to succeed in the sunbelt tournament all you know later on and possibly even a tournament in omaha you have to stay hot you know you need to have that bullpen rotation working i'm i'm glad to see stivers did what he does and i want to see that if you want a series to really matter you need your closing pitcher to be hot and that's what stivers has been and that's what i like to see we saw some uncharacteristic moments of his last series where he allowed a you know run to get an extra innings or i can't remember i think that was a series before last weekend my apologies Mm -hmm. but you know it's just we'd like to see stivers get back into his groove as a closing pitcher and that is what we've seen him do and i think that's going to be important 
important, especially with this upcoming series. Yeah, you you pretty much nailed it because, like you said, you know Tristan Stiver is one of the best you know closing pitchers out there in you know in in the country, and obviously you know him giving up him giving up runs is not very common for him because normally he's the he's usually the man on the mound, and you know whether if it's the top of the ninth or in the bottom of the ninth, he's usually the man that you want on the mound to close out in, to close out any game that you know the Bobcats are winning. So, uh, but Justin, like you said, you know, as much as we want to, as we want to, you know, to talk about this a lot more, you know, having, you know, having confidence, because I know they were on a big losing, uh, winning streak, you know, winning nine games and now, you know, obviously dropping one, which, you know, is common, you know, you're not supposed, you're not supposed to win every game, you know, you're supposed to have a few losses here and there. But, um, but honestly, this Bobcat team, we have so much great greatness on this team altogether. You know, everything is clicking for them. Just hope now that, you know, they have a new series coming up. And uh, like I said, sweep is very possible in this. Yeah, I agree. Um, We're going to take a quick ad break, and when we come back, we'll get into the snake pit and have a little bit of debate here in the studio. Welcome back, guys. Now we're going to get into a little bit of a snake pit. It is time to dive in to the snake pit. So the topic that I have for you guys to go ahead and debate, who is the next KD? Brandon Ingram or Jason Tatum? Before I give my thoughts, I want to shoot over you guys and hear what you guys have to say. So, Justin, I'm going to start with you. Well, you know, I think the next Kevin Durant is going to have to be Brandon Ingram. And the reason why I believe the next Kevin Durant to be Brandon Ingram is because, and, and, and well, first off, before we even get into why I think it's Brandon Ingram, you know, it's a very controversial thing to say who the next Kevin Durant is, who the right. next Kevin Durant is. And we have to find out who the heck Kevin Durant is in the first place. Well, he's one of the best <laughs> scorers you've ever seen in the league. He's one of the most prevalent superstars in national sports. And the reason why... Why? It's because he can just shoot it over your head. Now, he's a seven-footer that has ball handling, has shooting skills, and has everything you'd want in a young guard or a primary player like that, but he does it at the forward position. And who I believe does that is Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram is young. He's passionate. He's dropping 30 on your head, and he's shooting it over two defenders at least at a time. And I have not been able to see that from any other player besides the one that Kobe might say. But <laughs> I will say that this Brandon Ingram this Brandon Ingram is hard to stop, and many people are comparing him to Kevin Durant for that reason. He gets hot, and he doesn't know how to shop us to shut off. And they've been using him in that fourth quarter of these games multiple times, but unfortunately, they couldn't get that win last night against the, the Phoenix Suns, so now they're down in the series. But, you know, Kobe, I want to hear who your thoughts are. I think Brandon Ingram, man. It's Brandon Ingram. I like your case, but for me, I have to go Jason Tatum, and let me tell you why. Because, the, the like you said, the man is still young in his career. However, to me, I think Tatum is a better defender than Brandon Ingram is. Because, keep in mind, uh, even though the, the Nets did unfortunately lose 0-4 in this series, I've never seen KD so locked down offensively in a playoff in God knows how long. So for me to see that Jason Tatum was completely locking down Kevin Durant is insanely crazy. So, but the dude is still young in his career. You know, I know he's still trying to you know work on his offensive game, but keep in mind, Durant is not really great on defense. If you really look at, you know, his precision, he's more of an offensive player. Jason Tatum is kind of both. I know he's kind of pr- improving on his offensive game a little bit, but to me, he's a better rounded. I kind of don't like when it's coming, you know, to comparing to Kevin Durant. However, if you want to look at, you know, Kevin Durant abilities, that to me, it's yeah. Jason Tatum, personally. Well, I'm going to have to agree with Justin. I think it's Brandon Ingram. I mean, 
the way you watch Brandon Ingram play, he just has Kevin Durant like skills. Like like Justin said, he can shoot over two defenders. Last night in the Suns game, they were like there were two defenders on him. He was still able to swish those important shots. Um, I mean, the height is there. I mean, you know, you talked about defense, but a lot of guys in the NBA don't play defense. So, I mean, I just think Brandon Ingram. Um, I think he has a huge, huge career ahead of him. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my case. Any more thoughts? Well, I just want to say that Brandon Ingram, you're going to hear a lot more of his name for years to come. For I mean, sure. this guy, so if gonna... he doesn't make an impact with the Pelicans, he's going to make an impact somewhere, and some GM and some coach is going to want him. Because Kevin Durant's going to be going out of this league shortly, and I don't know if it's going to be with a ring, and they're going to want someone that can do that offensively for their team. And if you have a young player like Brandon Ingram, I don't know what GM, what coach wouldn't want a player like that. So may you might, if you're the New Orleans Pelicans, you're going to want to keep that contract long because he could be the next Kevin Durant 100%. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying understand here so <laughs> you don't think you're going to hear jason tatum's name a lot more oh no i believe i'm going to hear jason tatum and brandon ingram they're going to be going back and forth their whole careers i truly okay i just want to i just want to make but, sure that you know i think that you know jason tatum is the kevin durant of the west brandon ingram i mean sorry jason tatum is the kevin durant of the east mm-hmm. right now without katie just imagine katie's not there and then brandon ingram <laughs> is the kevin durant of the west okay and that is this so even so even if kevin durant is still in the east you know, if he is still playing, he's going to Jason Tatum is going to be the next Kevin Durant in the East. Uh, I don't know if I can confirm or deny your point, sir, but I know <laughs> Ingram will definitely be dominant. Um, but before we get into more national news, I just wanted to bring up some info about the Texas State softball team before we get into farther, because I wanted to mention their next coming, their upcoming series this weekend, which I will have the pleasure of working, and that will be against Troy. Now, um, why am I bringing this? It's their last series at home, and it definitely needs to be known. Uh, you need to Texas State Bobcats. You need to come out and support the Texas State softball team. 100% sure. Um, you know, this is this Troy series is going to be a good one. There's longtime rivals, Texas State and Troy, and, and this Texas State softball team is on a nine game win streak. And Jessica Mullins, you have to thank behind that. Her pitching on the circle has been insane. Got to give it to Sarah Vanderford. Her hitting has been great. Kat Krennic's been great. Anna Jones, Sierra Trahan. I could go on and off with a few names, but I just want to hear your thoughts on this Texas State softball team. They're so hot. What are y'all's thoughts on them right now? I mean, you you pretty much nailed it. You know, Texas State softball on a nine game winning streak. I know kind of all year we've been kind of critiquing them about, you know, their inconsistency, but now they're finally hot and they are hot and what better way to you know to be you know hot than right now because you know they only have you know this series they wanted this series and then uh you got another game another series going on against you uh ut arlington after troy so but like you said sarah vanderford you know uh Sierra, Tra- Sierra Trahan, Jessica Mullins, they all have been just absolute stars on this team. And, you know, if what better way to get hot than right now? Because, you know, uh, college uh, conference championships is coming up. So now now it's crunch time. Now you got to really dial in and really got to focus on what your key, you know, what your key goals are. So but like you said, I, I'm to me, this this looks like another sweep in, in my in my view. So I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping for that. Yeah, I mean, if they play like they have been, I think it's also going to be a sweep. Um, to Kobe's point, they're getting better as time goes on, and that is the most crucial thing you want to see in any team. Um, and all those na- all those girls' names you named, spot on. They play as a team, they all work together, and they have a lot of success coming their way going to that uh, championship tournament. But we're going to quick take a quick break before we come back and talk about more national news. 
Okay, guys, so there are some NBA playoff games tonight as the series continues. So before we get into the games tonight, let's talk about what happened last night. Unfortunately, my Pelicans lost. It is now a 3-2 to two series in, the, in favor of the Suns. But I want to get y'all's take on what y'all thought each team looked like last night. You know, we got to start with the Pelicans. And I, I thought the Pelicans had an opportunity to take a 3-2 lead here. But we've seen the Phoenix fans really make an impact on this one as this game was in Phoenix, Arizona. We saw Brandon Ingram get that 22 points. That KD look like we talked about. He shot 7 for 19, though. 7 for 19, though. I don't know if Kevin Durant would shoot 7 for 19. Maybe Kobe would contest that point. But you got Jonas Valanciunas dropping 17 and 14 on your head. 17 of those was points, 14 of those are rebounds. He's playing 32 minutes and he's showing why many people like like Isaiah Garner and our staff believe that he is more impactful than Carl Anthony Towns, and you could kind of say he was shooting 66% of the field that day, but, you know, I think that the New Orleans Pelicans definitely deserve a chance over these Phoenix Suns, and it could possibly go to a seven-game series, but um, you know, that's who I saw stand out last night, but also a series that I thought stood out to me was Memphis Grizzlies and the Timberwolves, and the Timberwolves kind of didn't deliver. You saw D'Angelo Russell shooting only 40% for the field, plays, 48, plays 38 minutes, only scores 12 points. So, Kobe, I want to hear what your thoughts are on these two series, and and uh, what did you see? Um, you know, I as I was watching, well, first off, for the Pelicans and the Suns game, uh, we finally saw Bridges finally making an impact on this game. That I was really impressed. Obviously, Chris Paul not being a non-factor, and that's kind of it's kind of not surprising because he's kind of been kind of up and down as you know as the series goes on. But if you had the overall, but like you said, you know, as far as the Pelicans go, you know, Valanciunas trying to do all he can do, and then obviously Brandon Ingram, who's been absolutely fantastic this this season or uh, this uh, playoff series. I'm loving this series altogether because this series, I think, is going to go to seven. I don't think it's going to end in six, personally, just from the way this series has gone. But to me, this is going to be a seven-game series. I don't know who's going to come out of it. At first, I was going to say Pelicans are going to come out of it after, you know, that game four, after that game four that had happened. But after watching last night, uh, last night's game in game five, I was like, ooh, I smell seven in this because I don't think the Suns can outduel them in game six personally. But um, I mean, this series is well-rounded. It's filled with talent all around for both teams. So, you know, I'm seeing seven games out of this, but now in the Memphis Grizzlies and Timberwolves series, it's kind of a coin flip because uh, like you said, we kind of talked about, you know, Carl Anthony Towns and how unimpactful he is. And I know Isaiah is probably going to be listening to this later on, but um, you know, Memphis, I'm really impressed how they bounce back again, once again. So, um, you know, John Morant, that dunk, my goodness. I mean, what more can you say? I mean, after that dunk literally sparked this whole team and sparked them to a win. So to see that, it's like, my goodness. Like, we have an emerging star on this team. But if you really look at what he's been doing this whole playoff series, it really hasn't sh kind of shown that. But I think last night kind of proved itself, if you really look at it. But um, other than that, Game 5 was absolutely phenomenal. You know, Anthony Edwards for the T-Wolves and Cat and Carlton Towns did all they could do. But you know, I'm looking forward to really how Game 6, six is going to turn out, considering the fact they're going back to Minnesota. And you know the T-Wolves crowd is going to be on fire with their team coming back and you know i'm hoping maybe possibly another seven game seven game series possibly 
You know, Kobe, I have to completely agree with you. I think that that, that Minnesota Timberwolves-Memphis Grizzlies series is going to go to seven games. And the reason why is they perfectly balance each other out as teams. They're two young teams, extremely young teams, one of which has a higher standing than the other, but both truly believe that they deserve a spot in the playoffs. And they're showing their stripes and why they do believe so. I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies, they have that energy. You have John Morant who can throw it down in your head. But Minnesota Timberwolves, what do they have? I mean, they have a center that can shoot at the three. Mm -hmm. He can maneuver you in the paint, and he can drop 28 in your head, as we saw recently. And, you know, Anthony Edwards, for example, this is a player that you cannot forget about, someone that plays with energy and plays with strife, trying to show with that chip on his shoulder what he can do. And he's definitely made an impact for this team. And I'm watching him, and I'm thinking he's just as impactful as John Morant, maybe you could say. Um, Pair that with D'Angelo Russell, a player that can shoot threes, and Patrick Beverly, a guy that can make you cry on the court just by intimidating you. (laughs) This Minnesota Timberwolves team can be scary, especially at home. And I believe it's going to be hard for the Memphis Grizzlies to even win that one at home. And it may become a seven-game series, a seven-game series in which we could see John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies take advantage of that home court advantage for that seventh game. But, you know, I do believe that'll go to a seven-game series. Now, that Pelicans and Sun series, you said they could see it go to a seven-game. That's going to be tough for the Pelicans to force. And I really I hope they can force that. But, you know, it's it's kind of a tough tough thing to force when you're going against, you know, Monty Williams and one some of the best coaches in oh, the yeah. entire NBA. Absolutely. And you have Chris Paul, who himself is basically a player coach and can ensure that this team will stay hot for the playoffs. We see him take an OKC team with a bunch of nobodies to seven games against the Houston Rockets. I watched that myself personally years ago, and I was shocked. So I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> to see the Pelicans and the, the Suns go to seven games. Yeah, when I was watching that game last night, the biggest difference that I saw compared to the other games was Cameron Payne. He has not yeah. been having like that big of a performance, but last night he played 12 minutes, had 12 points, went 4 of 10 from field goal, and 3 of 2 from three-point. I mean, he showed up. And also DeAndre Ayton. Pay yes. that man his money. If the Suns yes. let him go, that would be one of the biggest mistakes they could do honestly ever do. They need to keep him as long as they can. But, I mean, I think the Pelicans had a good fight. It's just the Suns, they played better. I mean, like, all of them showed up. Um, and as far as that in Memphis and um, Minnesota game, I thought Minnesota lost it for themselves. They're up by 10 in the fourth quarter, and Cat is taking a fadeaway jumper. Like, that <laughs> makes no sense. I mean, they're just unable to maintain a lead. And, I mean, I, mean, I want to give credit to Memphis, of course, but I just feel like Minnesota is just losing it for themselves. But, I mean, I think both will go to a seven-game series. Both of them are exciting. It's kind of like you, wa- you watch those games. It's like, why is this the first round? Because they're so exciting. But, yeah, I think they'll both go to a seven-game series. What about um, tonight's matchups? Tonight, yeah, we're going to get to that. So, tonight we have Golden State in the Nuggets, and Golden State currently leads 3-1. to one. They're going home. Do you, do you guys think uh, Golden State can take it? Oh, they are going to take it. And the reason why they're going to take it is because of John Mar- uh, because of Jordan Poole. Okay, Jordan Poole, his position in that starting lineup over Stephen Curry has actually been advantageous for Steve Kerr and in the Warriors. Also, Draymond Green. Okay, I want to just talk about his impact as a player. You know, when this team was not without him during the regular season with that injury, many people considered if if this team was going to even be capable of playoff run potential, and they are with Draymond Green. Draymond Green is such an impact on this team, and whatever series they end up facing after this, it's going to be a 4-1 win, you know, win, baby. I'm sorry. I don't think the Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets have what it takes. They don't have a guard. Kobe, what's their guard? Do they have Jamal Murray? No, Jamal no. Murray's gone right now. <laughs> Who is it? So it's going to be really interesting to see if this Denver Nuggets team can do anything, but with Jordan Poole and Stephen Curry coming... Imagine saying Stephen Curry's coming off the bench. Just imagine that's, that. He's that's coming off of. your bench. But guys, that could change. 
you know, he had an in- injury in March against the Celtics in the regular season. Right. And since coming back, he's been on minutes restriction. But that's been lifted. So, guys, do, does Stephen Curry stay on the bench? Yes. Or do you put him back in the starting lineup? Keep him on the bench. Kobe. Keep him on the bench. What If you have a system that is where I always say this, if you have a system that works, you keep that system that it keeps winning you games. They are up now three. They're up three one. You think you really think Steve Kerr is going to change his mind about Steph about Steph starting? I don't think so. You keep Jordan Poole in that starting lineup. Have Curry come off the bench, and he actually has been pretty reliable on the bench as a bench player. You know, so honestly, keep that system because honestly, this if honestly I I could literally see them keeping the system probably throughout the whole playoffs. I think personally because. You know, Jordan Poole has been a great aspect to the starting lineup when, you know, with Clay and then with Draymond Green and then, you know, Wiggins. So keep the system. Really keep the system so that way they can, you know, carry this on through the playoffs. All right. Keep the system, you say. Yes. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm a coach and the reason my offense is different is because my star player is injured and then I have him coming back and he's really healthy and he's shooting threes like amazing. I'm changing the system, and that's what I'm doing. If I'm Coach Kirk, Kobe Jackson, I'm bringing in Steph Curry because I'm here at home. I got all the energy on my side. I got all the fans on my side. I got everyone ready, primed and geared for a beautiful game, and I'm going to have Steph Curry start because if Steph Curry starts and he balloons out to a 20-point lead or a 15-point lead, good luck for Denver Nuggets and them trying to get back into it, I will say. I think Stephen Curry has a chance to bring these fans into the game and bring some energy to the game that they may not have without him starting. Now, Jordan Poole, We'll see how he performs, but I believe that Jordan Poole has had more time on the floor, and when Jordan Poole with more time on the floor means there's more time for the team to know how to defend him, and if there's more time for the team to know how to defend him and build a scouting plan around him, then 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 you need to bring in Steph Curry, someone that hasn't been on the on the court recently in this series. So bring Steph Curry on the court, let him start, let him make an impact. If he doesn't do good, put him on the bench again. Let Jordan Poole get his you know 40 minutes and play that game usually. But I think you know you're right. Stick with it, I guess. But I think they'll stick to the offensive plan, but they may switch out some pieces. But we'll see. I disagree. I think you need to keep Curry on the bench. Like Kobe said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. (laughs) I mean, and if it goes wrong, adjust and bring him back in the starting lineup. But there's no need. They're playing great basketball with him coming off the bench. So I think do what's best for the team right now and have him come off the bench. Keep Jordan Poole out there. And to your point, they know how to defend him. Curry goes out almost every night shooting up about a million threes, and people cannot defend that. So I think Jordan Poole will be just fine playing the way he's been playing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's my take. <laughs> yeah, another, and another series that's also going on is in the Eastern Conference. That's the Chicago Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks. To me, and it's game five again, but to me, it's going to be the it, to me it's going to be the Bucks' favorite because now there has been two updates now for the Chicago Bulls roster, and that is Alex Caruso and Zach Levine both out for Game Five here uh, tonight. So, uh, to me, I have the Bucks winning this series this series easily with them two with them two out, not help being able to help Demar Derozan in that Chicago Bull team. You know, Kobe, I think you're exactly right, and I think that Billy Donovan and most of the people on that coaching staff are completely aware of that. And um, oh, and the reason why is because 
you, I don't know how much this team can do without Alex Caruso and Zach Levine. I mean, DeMar DeRozan, I've seen this guy drop 50 on your head. I've seen him shoot buzzer beaters from the three-point line against the Pacers and other teams. I've seen him show his colors, and I don't know if this is a, a task that he can do by himself. It's hard to come back as it is, and it's statistically impossible. Unless your name's LeBron James, I don't think you can do this. Um, <laughs> we've seen him do that with the Warriors. But, you know, I just really think it's, a, it's a really hard for DeMar DeRozan to be able to come back from this, especially with Giannis Antetokounmpo and the reigning champion is the team that you're playing. Um, they have a lot of experience and they're a really well-rounded team. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, I don't think he's slowing down anytime soon. And it's hard to say that he's having a bad year. I don't think he is. Some people could try and say that. That's not true at all. Mm-hmm. This Milwaukee Buck is re- team is remaining prevalent. And I think they're going to win this over DeMar DeRozan and the Chicago Bulls. I 110% agree. It hurts my heart to say, though. Yeah, like, you know, definitely. Bulls. This was, the Bulls was our child this year. Everyone was excited to see them do good. I think yeah. when Lonzo went down, that's when they kind of derailed. I think you're right. Think yeah. you're they right. really yes. did take a huge drop when when Lonzo left. Um, but yeah, what 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 is it looking like outside, guys? How's this weather looking? So today it is a high of 82 degrees today, with a low of 57 from earlier this morning, and it's supposed to be kind of like that all this week, with the highest out of this week of 86. So kind of a good week for the last week of classes. I know exam week is next week, so you guys go down and shake LBJ's hand for good luck, because you're gonna need all the luck that you need. Yes, well, guys, that was Wednesday's episode of Bobcat Radio. Thank you for joining us. My name was Kayla Guillory. I was your host, and I was joined alongside Kobe Jackson and Justin Brown. We'll hope to see you this upcoming Friday for another episode of Bobcat Radio on KTSW 89 and 9.